Hello friends and welcome to a special mini midweek Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town pod. I'm your host Mark Heath. With me, my two best friends, AJ's on a day off having a little lie down. He's very tired, the boy, for a 22-year-old. Stewie Watson, Roscoe, boys, how are you? All good. Good Excellent. Watson was anxious to start this. He's been tapping his fingers, tutting, while I've been uh, messing around with Wi-Fi and stuff. So uh, have you got a place to be, Watson? You got to get to that gym? No, no. Just... just... (laughs) Previews to write, things to do. <laughs> well, friends, as you know, obviously, we, we brought you quite a long mailbag show earlier this week, uh, which is mostly filled with nonsense. So I thought what we'd do is give you a little mini pod ahead of Rotherham tomorrow night. Because we had, since we last spoke, we've had the press conferences yesterday, and some of the things we spoke about on Tuesday's show have been resolved and enlightened. So I thought we'd uh, we'd give you a li- another little show. So shall we start there, boys? Um, we've been hearing, we spoke at length on Tuesday's show about potential uh, injury issues with Wes Burns and what uh, it might be and how long he might be out for. Yesterday, we found out for sure, I might say for sure, there's still some kind of uh, questions around it. We also found out some some news about Freddie Ladapo we weren't expecting. So, Stu, do you want to start there? Do you want to bring us up to speed with the old uh, injury news? Yeah, <clears throat> Wes Burns, we got sort of, I know there was a lot of people going, why hasn't there been an update within like two hours of him going off the pitch? Is yeah. because... Ultimately, they don't know how bad the injury is. You have to wait for swelling to go down. They have to see specialists to, to really know. Um, they still don't know the full picture. He was going to see a specialist yesterday, a shoulder specialist. Uh, if it's surgery, it will be months. If it's non-surgery and sort of um, cautious treatment, which they're hopeful um, will be the case, it's, it's more weeks. So, um, yeah, ho- hopefully the latter scenario. But um, clearly, Ipswich are, are losing a... A key player for for a number of games because there is there is what six games in twenty odd days coming up. So mm. you would imagine we're not going to probably see Wes Burns till after the next international break, um, which which is a blow because he's been he's been a key player. Mm. Right, we've got a clip here from McKenna talking about this very injury. So let's hear that and then we can continue chatting about it. Wes has obviously picked up a shoulder injury, seeing a specialist today, so we'll find out a little bit more about what the plan is, and he's obviously very disappointed about that, um, but that's part of football, so um, he'll, he'll deal with it, we'll deal with it, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll learn a little bit more about how long it's going to be. Look, it will depend on whether it's a, a surgical repair or conservative treatment. I think in the discussions at the moment, if it's a surgical repair, then it's months, but they're pretty positive about the chances of being able to you know, heal it through other methods and if that's the case, then it would be uh, more weeks than months. So, um, yeah, we should find out more with a specialist visit today. But even then, I think it would be something that we'll have to, we'll have to monitor ongoing. Freddie's seeing a specialist today with his... He's got an um, issue with his, his Achilles. Um, hopefully nothing too major. Um, but he's not available for the weekend. And then we'll have to see for next week. Okay, so Burns, we obviously were expecting. Freddie Ladapo was new, though. Achilles problem for Freddie Rossi. Um, largely the backup striker, but he's he's got a good record scoring off the bench and he's a valuable player to have coming off the bench. Thoughts on that one? Yeah, I feel sorry for big Fred, actually, because, yeah, he's had, a, he's had a good start to life in the championship, you know, coming off the bench and been impacting the cup games as well. Hmm. Um, and, of course, he's going to be playing against his former team in Rotherham. You know, he scored against them. Um, in the FA Cup back in January. He hasn't gone back to actually the New York Stadium since leaving, so that would have been a, a nice little one. I know we big it up, don't we, as the media and everything like that. Fans, they big it up from a player going to haunt 
uh, a former side. Um, so I'm sure he was going to be well up for that. But yeah, a bit of a blow. And it actually looks now like, ooh, that depth isn't as strong, actually, in that forward line. I know we've got Hurston and we've got Dane Scarlett. Kane Jackson can play there. But you think, ooh, you know, one more injury. Like, ooh, we've only got one striker, mm. really. So maybe that's one thing, you know, for January to look at, potentially. Getting ahead of myself there. But yeah, blow for Big Fred. But uh, hopefully it's not too long-term out. Mm. What do you make to that to that news, Stu? Without knowing how long he's going to be out for. But Achilles... Achilles injuries always worry me because that's a, a troublesome area for a football player, any kind of athlete. Um, how important it, has he been, and, and how much of a loss do you think he will be? Because he's he is, although he doesn't tend to start, he is one of the tends to be one of the first guys off the bench. Um, well, George Hurst is is the number one striker. Yeah. I think he is levels above. If I'm being completely honest, mm. um, but Freddie's different. And he, he's a different option. He's someone that can come on and drop deeper and link play and, and hold it up a little bit more, whereas Hurst is that kind of running running behind type striker. So we keep talking about it being not just the starters, but the finishers that are helping Ipswich win these games. And McKenna keeps talking about the, talking up the role of the subs and Freddie's, Freddie's played his part in that. So, yeah, Ipswich have lost a... A weapon from their from their arsenal, but the, the good news is both on the Burns and the Dapo front that you know there's there's plenty plenty of depth there as we've seen in the cup games. That's why they've brought in Amari Hutchinson on loan. That's why they've brought in Dane Scarlett, who you know let's un, not underestimate the role that he could play yet, just because we haven't really seen much of him. Mm. Um, this kind of opens the door for him. So. Um, yeah, I'm disappointed for both those players, but also kind of excited to see, you know, can Amari Hutchinson now um, really grab the scruff of the neck? I'm being excited. We talked a lot about, you know, the maturity of, of the young man and um, how he's grown game by game. Let's see if he can kick on now. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll start to see a little bit more Dane Scarlett off the bench as well. I'm talking about Hutchinson, of course. Dane, uh, you know, don't rule out Caden Jackson being mm. an option on, on that right-hand side as well. So, um yeah, it's not like we're down down to bare bones just yet. It's which we've had a decent little run with injuries. Um, there was always going to be one or two as we started to get into this this stage of the season. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they'll cope. Okay. Another thing we talked about on Tuesday's show, we had a, a question actually about it, didn't we, from a, from a member of the KA Army about Axel Tuenzebe and when we might see him. Uh, and that's something you also spoke to Kieran about yesterday, Stu. So let's. Uh, Let's hear from the gaffer now, shall we, about that very topic. I'm just going to ask you about Axel. Is he, is he getting close to being involved now? You've obviously treaded quite carefully with him um, so far. Yeah, yeah, we'll certainly, hopefully, see him over the next couple of weeks. We're not going to involve him on, on Friday. It is, yeah, he played 60 minutes in the in-house game um, Last week, and uh, he's doing well, um, medically doing well, no issues with the, the back. He's building up his, his fitness, and of course, there's a process of building up his, you know, his understanding within our, our system and our style of play. So he's making good progress, and um, of course, we have our centre-halves in good form and playing well as well, so it's a great position that we're going to be in um, if everything keeps going well over the next couple of weeks. But um, yeah, certainly in this next block of games, we... Um, we hope to see Axel on the pitch and, and uh, starting some games as well. Okay, so uh, hopefully see Axel to Enzebi in the next couple of weeks. I note, by the way, also um, you mentioned that friendly game. Was there any more details on that? 
uh, like who it was against or anything like that? Because yeah. I, I saw that Christian Walton played as well. Yeah, it's just an in-house game. So obviously last international break, they went to West Ham yeah. and played then. And Chaplin scored and Aaron Cresswell got, got a free kick. I think that uh, equaliser, oh, well, that finished 1-1. This time it was um, sort of behind closed doors, in-house training mm. match. Sounds like they mixed up a few first-teamers and 23s and, and just okay. tried to make it a competitive game, I think, on the on the main pitch at Portman Road. So um, don't know any more details about scoreline and how those teams kind of looked, but all, all we know is Christian Walton featured, which is good for him to, you know, back sort of playing some, some games. And uh, and Axel got an hour, as, as um, we've just heard the manager say. Hmm. Right, I've got another clip here, Rossi. It says McKenna on international break. I maybe should have listened to it beforehand. I'm assuming he's talking about international break. Uh, is it is it going to be good stuff if I play it? Well, you, you know, you, you have to decide when we play it. Um, it, <laughs> it does mention the, the in-house game, so uh, oh, okay. It sort of more expands on that a little bit. Excellent. Flying by the seat of our pants, friends. I hope you agree. It's very exciting. That's the last fortnight looked for yourself and, and the squad in, in general. A bit of time off, um, chance to, to work on a few things when you've had a chance to sit back and, and maybe reflect on the season so far. Did, did you squeeze that friendly game in that you were hoping to play as well? Yeah, we um, yeah, a balance of, of training and the players had last weekend off. But no, in, in general, we've, we've trained well. Um, we had an in-house game at the stadium last uh, the end of last week so um yeah with the under 23s mixed in it, it gave the players a chance to to pull the kits on for you know axel and, and christian were involved in that so it got them back on portman road in match kit and um you know it was a benefit to some of the players so yeah we used that exercise last week to um to build some you know match type fitness into into some and other than that we've we've trained you know well over the last few days as well as so say it's a short week we haven't got the full group back in yet um so we won't you know until well the full group with elkin we won't we won't see before other but um we're still waiting on some returns um and we travel tomorrow so it's it's definitely a really quick turnaround on this one um thankfully the players who have been here have have trained well prepared well and um the players coming back in or coming back in, I think, to a to a well focused group. This group. There you go. So uh, Stu talks about it, then I play a clip of him <laughs> just repeating it. Fantastic shambles, Heath. Apologies, friends. I had I was double jabbed yesterday, and I, I'm in a bit of a fog. Both arms are hurting, and uh, the, the the old brain is a bit slow today. Which some may D- say you won't notice any difference. Double jabbed as in injections, not just a. Uh... Yeah, not in a boxing sense. No, no, I've not been. I've not been able to do that for a long time, mate. The old knee's not up to it. Can't rotate through the punches. Dreadful. Um, so yeah, there we go. So that was uh, that was by hook or by crook. We've covered injuries there. We've covered two and Zebi, and we've covered the friendly game they had. Largely with Stu talking about them, McKenna repeating it. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about something we haven't got a clip about, boys. Stewie, fixture congestion. This is you something sure? else. Yeah, Don't well, stitch yeah. me up again. <laughs> <laughs> fixture congestion. This is something else that came out uh, yesterday. Um, and was very well read, actually, because uh, Kieran referenced the very, very white-toothed manager of Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp, um, and his ire at games being moved. Something similar, perhaps, afoot, by the sound of it, at town. So, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, obviously, Ipswich are playing on Friday night this week at Rotherham because that's a game that's on TV, second TV game of the season after the Sunderland opener. Um I think there's more coming down the track 
it doesn't take a rocket scientist if you are the broadcasters looking at Ipswich, seeing the some of the goal, uh, some of the score lines that they've been involved in um, at the top of the league. Entertainment value, you, they're, they're going to be selected for a few more in this next block of games, kind of moving up towards Christmas. Um, we're recording this on Thursday morning, and might be some announcements on those those later on. But Kieran McKenna has. Um, uh, hinted that West Brom is one that's going to get moved, which is uh, which will be after after the next international break. Um, so, yeah, he said, "I'm not I'm not going to go full Jurgen," uh, referring to the fact, as you say, Jurgen Klopp has, has been quite outspoken on uh, fixture scheduling and games getting moved, certainly post international breaks um, for TV and, and things like that. So. Um, I know a lot of fans will be will be keeping their eyes peeled for that because it changes travel arrangements and and all sorts. So hopefully they can they can announce that sooner rather than later. The Norwich game, obviously, I think everyone <clears throat> assumes when those get announced at the start of the season that they're not going to kick off at three o'clock on a Saturday. So that clearly that's going to be one that gets that gets changed as well prior to mm. Christmas. There might be an announcement today, uh, Rossi. How how do you feel about uh, games being moved like that? Obviously, you're our man with the fans. They bring they bring kickoffs forward. They don't really seem to consider fans too much in all of that kind of thing. Yeah, we'll get on to it shortly. But Rotherham is on a Friday night, uh, eight pm. So that's not not really what you want, really. Um, mm. some, Sunderland game, you know, the as you mentioned, the other you know game on TV that was a a five thirty or five o'clock on a Sunday, which just ruined a lot of people's plans, I'm sure. But yeah, I think most fans, you know. TV companies, I don't really care about the fans, really, do they? Really, if you say it bluntly, because the games that get just changed out of nowhere. Even last time we played Rotherham, you know, it was actually in, in terms of a, a league fixture, it was going to be on Good Friday, but got moved to Easter Saturday instead. And it's like that just ruined the whole weekend, I'm sure, for a lot of fans. So I'm not a fan of it, really. I just I hate it when they change it. And, you know, I know TV and all that sort of stuff, it's nice to have. You know, people who maybe can't watch the game be able to watch it, but the fans who actually do go to the games, I'm sure they just get frustrated because they've got to change plans and everything like that. But uh, we just got to get used to it because town are doing well and we're in the championship. Yeah, I suppose yeah. it's it's a, it's a side effect of success, isn't it? Essentially, correct. Yeah, same with the international call up, same with the African Cup of Nations and Asian Cup and, and all that sort of stuff. That's um, McKenna's kind of attitude is you know deal with it if we want if we want to progress if we want to as you say if we want to succeed these are the things that that come with it and uh, we're all hopeful of it which reaching the the promised land at some point and and all of these issues are going to be exacerbated you barely play sort of saturday three o'clock games if uh in the in the premier league they get messed around so much don't they so mm. um yeah well hopefully it's just i just like it when they announce those things sooner rather than later it's when they drop it on fans at the last minute and they've booked travel train travel and hotels and all that it's uh, it's unfair on on those that attend the games and as we saw during covid um as much as they prioritize those sitting at home watching on their TVs without without people in the ground um football is nothing so a bit of courtesy to the fans is is always nice do you know what I watched this morning as an aside on the TV thing uh, when I was eating my peanut butter and banana on toast this morning they, uh, they had a, a classic game on Sky, Town versus Sheffield Wednesday from 2016-17, I think it was. Um, Town featured players such as Miles Kenlock and Jordan Spence. But the thing that I really took away from it was, <clears throat> excuse me, was the um, the lack of people at Portman Road. <laughs> like it looks so different now 
when you see it on TV, obviously pretty much every seat is filled, but there were so many empty seats. Obviously, that was the Mick McCarthy era. It wasn't really a particularly um, thrilling time. Uh, but they did have some good players back in there, didn't they? Waghorn scored. Joe Garner scored. It was, a, it was a decent little game. Nice little trip down memory lane. But my main takeaway was how far we've come since then. It felt like, you know, two very different things now. Anyway, <clears throat> should we talk about Rotherham? That's where you boys are going tomorrow night. I need to clear my throat as well, so someone else needs to speak. Um, town at Rotherham tomorrow night, 8pm, live on Sky. Rossi, do you want to kick us off with this? Because you've been chatting to your usual uh, list of experts uh, for your Meet the Oppo series, your excellent Meet the Oppo series. What, what can you tell us about Rotherham before we get rolling? They're not doing very well. Um, 23rd in the table, um, one win out of 11. They did beat Norwich, so that's a nice little well done. Um but they got a good point against Southampton before the break, a 1-1 draw against them. Uh, their home form is not too bad, but away form is not great, but they're at home, so it is the New York Stadium. Um, but yeah, they're a team who, yeah, their manager, Matt Taylor, has come out and, and said, yeah, we're not very good in terms of, you know, they're up for the championship standard. They, they were able to stay up. They're normally the yo-yo team, aren't they? The League One promotion um, experts. And last year, they, they stayed up. I think after they've played us, actually, um, in the FA Cup, they then went on that great run, and of course they were able to stay up. So that was a sort of nice little kick up the arse for them to sort of go, okay, if we want to stay in the championship, we need to do better here. We just got beaten by a League One team. Um, obviously, we we're on our way to hopefully get promoted, and we did indeed. But um, yeah, not a team doing well, but banana skin, as we always mention. Friends, another another example there of my uh, my kind of enter into the arena of the unwell is I went to uh, mute myself and managed to completely remove myself from the entire chat um, and, and returned at the bottom of things. There we go, friends. I really am a shambles today. Apologies. Um, shall we hear from George Hurst? Yes. Excellent. I, I didn't play as much as I would have liked. You know, it's, I think I've said it before. It's, it's like, you know, you, you go on Wikipedia and it says sort of 30, 31 games, whatever it is that, you know, no goals and, and then you look at the actual minutes that I played that season, and I think if you added it all up, it's about six or seven games worth, which makes it not anywhere near as bad as that. Um, and that's what some people miss, I think. But for me, it's, I look back on that as something that I've, I've massively learned from. Um, I sort of know what it takes now to know, you know, play as a striker in this division, and I feel like I'm, I'm getting even better, and I've got a lot, lot more to learn. But I'm, I'm wiser now than I was back then. Um, and so on that side of it, it's. I don't hold any grudges. I don't look at back, look at back at it as a as a bad thing as such. You know, I've had that spell in my career. Hopefully, that's behind me, um, and I can just kick on now. But you know, without that, if things didn't go so well here and started going, you know, not how I wanted it to, I wouldn't have that experience to fall back on and sort of see how I got myself out of that a little bit. Um, so on that side of it, it was you know on the pitch wasn't wasn't my finest hour, uh, but you know off the pitch I certainly learned learned quite a lot about myself. But. So as uh, George Hurst with his lovely northern accent talking about his, his loan spell at Rotherham, obviously returning to a, a former club tomorrow. How are you feeling about this one, Stu? Because on paper, it's a um, it should be a town win, let's be honest. They've won one game all season. Their own their own manager, like Rossi said, has suggested that sometimes they look like they're not even good enough for the championship, which is a horrible admission, he said. Um, but obviously we go into it with, with the Wes Burns injury. The Dapo's out as well. How, how do you feel about this one? Because in the old days, in the old town thinking, you go into this game thinking exactly what Ross says. Oh, potential banana skin, this one. Um, 
Yeah, post-international break on exactly. TV. On TV, yeah. Uh, all, all of the bad things. Um, but I think we've kind of kicked those curses into the long grass now, haven't they? Mm. I think Ipswich have won their last four games on on TV. Um, what was the last game after the inter- the last international break? Must have won it. They're winning all the games. <laughs> um, so that sort of stuff, superstitious nonsense stuff is can be parked. But how do I feel about this one? Uh, honestly, a little bit nervy about this oh. one because it has shades of Huddersfield written all over it. And I think that is, forget, there's a lot of people going back to, oh, we beat them 4-1 back in the FA Cup in January, as Ross says. Ipswich put out a much-changed team that day. Rotherham went quite strong, 4-1, quite comfortable for Ipswich in the end. Um, that allied with the fact that Ipswich are going along very nicely indeed and Rotherham at the bottom of the league, I think, might make people underestimate this fixture. I think the the quotes, the comments you made from Matt Taylor there mm. might be a little bit of managerial mind games. Um, they did get a draw at Southampton. So you can you can say that after you've got a good good result at somewhere like that. Their home form, as Ross says, is, has been pretty solid. Um, not only did they, they beat Norwich there, but they took a point off Preston. They took a point off Blackburn, um, who are sides that are, are doing okay so far. And... Um, the weather looks appalling. The forecast, Ross. Make sure you take some wet weather gear, my friend, because you never do. I hope you've actually got some proper stuff. Because what Storm Storm Babbitt? I don't know yeah. who who announced who names these, but uh, it's, it's coming, and it looks absolutely miserable in South Yorkshire tomorrow. And I don't think they'll have the best drainage and pitch uh, facilities to deal with that. So that is going to play into Rotherham's hands. Mm-hmm. In terms of the game that they want to make it, it's going to be, as I say, a lot like that Rotherham game, direct, physical, aggressive, balls into the box. Um, Ipswich have got got to stand up to that. Ross, have you got any waterproof gear? Because as we record this, we made the, the, the kind of comment before we started rolling. Ross is sitting in his house, bear in mind it's brass monkeys, certainly Heath Towers, wearing a T-shirt and shorts. Um, and we speculated that maybe Ross is, is not the old thermostat up to tropical. Um, worry about paying for it later. But um, have you got any proper waterproofs, Ross? Because I, I feel strongly you're going to need them tomorrow. I've got a jacket. But I haven't got the trousers to go with it. So I'm just going to have to bring extra. <laughs> just... We're staying over. So, <clears throat> well, uh, I'll just have to make just bring some extra trousers for the, the drive back. Um <laughs> But yeah, um, last time because uh, um, last season Rotherham had a game abandoned against Cardiff uh, because oh, of the weather. But I think they've since since pre-season, when I was speaking to the Rotherham guy, they've done some stuff to the pitch, so it shouldn't be a problem. But you just never know. And going back to the international break, last game when we came back, it was Sheffield Wednesday in Yorkshire. Of course, that was the one-nil win at Hillsborough. So mm. it's the second international break in a row of me in South Yorkshire playing a team after international break. So. We shall see. Well, tomorrow definitely won't be abandoned, will it? Because it's live on Sky. I mean, the pitch could be underwater tomorrow. They'd still <laughs> play the game. So um, that, Me- that definitely won't Memories happen. of Ipswich, Leicester and yeah, Pete exactly. Keane and Ericsson. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, that game, if that hadn't been on TV, I think that would have been stopped, wouldn't it? But as you yeah. say, when broadcasters are involved, they, they find a way to Oh, it'll, it def- it'll definitely be on. Even if the players end up playing water polo, they'll be playing it. Um, Rossi, what about the team then? We know Wes Burns is out. Who would you who would you start on that that right hand side? We know there's there's multiple options, I guess. Um, and is there is there? We talked earlier about Ladapo. Clearly, he's, he's largely used as a sub, 
But there's not. Is there anyone really that can fill that role? What he does off the bench. Mm-mm. I don't know. Dane Scarlett has done well when he's made his cameos. He, he works hard. Um, so as, as Stu mentioned earlier, he's definitely going to feature a bit more now with Big mm. Fred not available. Um, I think Amari's definitely got to be starting. I think with his with his great run of form in that that block before the international break. Um, Marcus Harness is probably in for a shout as well because he's been doing well. Ken Jackson is always that wild card that you know McKenna brings out all the time. So I think, but I think Amari is the one and broad Broadhead. You know he's coming back from decent international break. You know scoring again um, for Wales. Um, but yeah, I think Amari and Broadhead for those wing rolls and of course Chaplin up top as always or in the ten row of course. Mm. What would you What would you do with the side, Stewie? Given what we know, and I mean, um, McKenna mentioned didn't he yesterday in terms of Luongo's only just played on Tuesday night. Um, so that's a very, very short turnaround for him coming from playing international football to, to playing on a Friday night in Rotherham. Are there any, any kind of questions you reckon elsewhere in the side? <clears throat> Luongo is a big question mark for me, actually, because mm. I think this sort of game, we're talking about it being aggressive, scrappy, tackles could be flying in in the wet. I'm so pleased that Sam Morsi is available for this one because mm. <clears throat> they missed him in that Huddersfield game. And Luongo is cut from the same cloth. And, you, you, you know, I, I, think I saw a stat saying that no midfielders have made more tackles than than those two this season. So he played 60-odd, 65 minutes, I think, for Australia on Tuesday night. Thankfully, that game was played at Brentford and he wasn't travelling back from the Southern Hemisphere. Um, but I think McKenna said he arrived back late after the game on, came back straight from the game on Tuesday night. And um, But you know, would have had a sort of a light training session yesterday and then straight on the coach today. So um, whether you kind of go with, I would say, if this was a different type of match, you might dip Luongo out and play Taylor in that role. But because of the type of game that we're talking about, maybe go go again with Luongo and Morsi and then and maybe have sort of uh, Taylor in for Luongo in mind for Bristol City on Wednesday night, which is going to be more of a more of a football game. Um, in terms of the other positions, I, I would... It's, it's a close call between Hutchinson and Jackson to to um, replace Burns on the right. McKenna has referenced a lot about the pace that Rotherham have out wide, um, mm. both from their fullbacks in Cohen Bramall and um, the Jamaican Lem Bikissa on loan from Wolves. Um, and then obviously in front of them, they've got... Uh, uh, Andre Green, who you might remember as being an ex sort of Villa kid who's been away and played abroad, and Fred on Yadinma on loan from Luton. Um, on Yadinma, there we go. Um, so they've got a bit of pace in the wide areas, and maybe you go with Jackson to kind of um counteract that a little bit. But I, I would just say that the way that Amari Hutchinson has handled himself, especially in that away game at, at Southampton recently would would see him get the nod um mm. and then i don't think there's any more too many major question marks elsewhere brandon williams has, has got that right back slot at the moment um cameron burgess yes he's he's played internationally but this is the sort of game that you need his height and an aerial ability for um so the rest kind of picks itself i would say okay shall we um shall we move on to some predictions boys uh, the official prediction game which Stu, you've got some serious ground to make up. Actually, um, do you want to do you want to go first? You need to start nailing some score lines, scorers, results. So you said mm. you said this makes you slightly worried. This game. 
Yeah, well, I'll go with the. I've done a predictions piece for the next six games online today, mm-hmm. so I'll have to go with what I put in there, and I've, I've put Ipswich down for another a one nil win on the road, um, which they've done a few times this season. Southampton, Sheffield Wednesday, QPR. Um, Are you expecting if... to be in that in that kind of um, style of game as well? I so, think this is going to yeah. be a horrible, ugly game yeah. that Ipswich. Um, I I don't think a draw would be a disaster by any stretch, but. Um, I have to back up switch. Um, I think their greater quality hopefully will, will show and they've learned some lessons from that that game at, at Huddersfield. Um, you're going to ask me for a goal scorer. Mm. I want to say George Hurst because I think he's playing really well. Yeah. Um, and I think he does have that little bit of uh, extra spice, as he says, playing against, just, you know, he scored against Blackburn, um, you know, enjoyed his celebration there, etc. And I think he's got a similar point to prove. But I've got to stick with my theory that when... Footballers have children. And they get a little. <laughs> they get a little boost, and they ride the wave and uh, get a little whatever it is, testosterone boost, something in them. So I'll, I'll go with with my man Connor Chaplin. Did you get a boost, you when you, when you became a father? No, I was bloody tired. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know where this theory has come from. Um, but I'm sticking with it. I think maybe I need to finally start having kids then. If I if you get a boost, because <laughs> that's what I need right now. Rossi, um, you're yet to procreate. Excellent segue. What's your prediction? Uh, yeah, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, I want to give you a little update on the prediction league for the, the viewers out there, the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex and I are joint top with 15 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Heathy on 10th. 10 points, sorry, not 10th. You're in third with 10 points. Just do six, point, six points in fourth, so... Um, but you know, could get the double the points. Um, I've gone for a, a town win, obviously. Obviously, this town. Um, the weather does worry me for, for the players and also mm. myself, but um, in terms of being a scrappy game. But uh, I want to go for a 2 1 town win. And just like Stu, I've just copied him really because I think that's a good idea. Because normally that's what happens. He, he brings out the ball, puts it under his head. Right. There. We're gonna we're gonna have to how are we gonna do this? Because I'm never gonna make up ground if Ross is just gonna go, yeah, I'll just copy <laughs> Stu. <laughs> I've done different score, I've just done the first goal score. What is okay. the just out of interest, what is the maximum amount of points you can get from this then? So if you get if you get the result exactly bob on, so if if, if Stu gets it right, it's one nil mm-hmm. uh, and Chaplin scores, how many points will he get from that? So for five points he'll get. Okay, so it's possible to make up a, a decent amount of ground if you get everything right. Yeah, I could just get two points for getting Chaplin and the the result, you know, yeah. right. So like I've done two one, so it's not the same as two. I've just gone for the same goal score. I've gone for Chaplin to score first. Or do okay. I you know what? Actually, no, 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 no. Let's not have now. this. Don't don't hey. let him get to you. Stick with who you think. He's playing mind games, Ross, is what he's doing. Yeah. That's what yeah. he's doing. Um, I think it's gonna be two one as well. Uh and I'm gonna say I th- uh, I'm going to say George Hurst just because I think it would be nice for him to score. Um, yeah. I want to see what he does celebration-wise. So we've got 1-0, Connor Chaplin, 2-1, Connor Chaplin, and 2-1, George Hurst. We'll find out what AJ thinks when he wakes up from his sleep. Um, <laughs> we'll put that out, obviously, ahead of the game so you know. Um, any other notes then, boys? I am I am genuinely concerned, Ross, about you coming back from Rotherham with hypothermia. Um, what? Because yeah. before you've, you've worn denim, famously not the, the best stuff to be wearing in, in the wet, um, which means you then have to wear that soaking wet close to your skin for the whole evening. Everyone will watch the highlights back or if you're watching this on, on Sky, see if you catch a, a glimpse of Ross looking like a <laughs> little drowned rat on the sidelines. Yeah, um, I, was a, I was a drowned rat 
last night playing five aside, it was uh, yeah, raining cats and dogs, as I said, for the whole game. So we're all a lot of soggy bottoms out there, I have to say. Um, and yeah, I um, had to strip off when I got in, and yeah, it was very, very wet. So uh, yeah, you're not stripping off in the car on the way home. I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, because it's not your car, is it, Rossi? Um, okay, friends, anything else to mention before we take our leave? Like I say, it's only a mini pod today, and I'll, I'll be honest, I've been a complete shambles, so I apologise for that. Um, anything else to mention before we uh, get on with previewing this stuff and recording various bits and bats? And we're actually heading off to see Fabio Ward, aren't we, Rossi, ahead of his big fight in Saudi Arabia a week on Saturday, so that'll be coming to you soon as well. Anything else to mention, Stewie? Oh, I want to hear some more about how that goes with the... Uh... With the big man, you, well, did we ever did we ever think about? Um, at one stage, you were you were thinking about getting padded up and letting him hit you as hard as he he could. Um, yeah, well, I did I did put that to him, and he laughed and said, uh, "Well, you can hit me if you want, mate." But <laughs> I'm not. I don't think he really thinks it's a very good idea. Um, no. punching me. I mean, he is a very very powerful puncher, clearly. Um, and even though I'd be wearing a pad, I mean, I yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll mention it to him today, Rossi. See what he thinks. Um, so if he wants to punch me in the liver, that'll be fun, won't it? Um, see if I can rupture my other ACL. No, don't going do that. down. <laughs> when, when will when will these fights start? Roughly, I know these things are always oh, difficult man. to call. I don't know. So Saudi Arabia, isn't it? Um, which I think means it will be around the normal sort of time you'd expect. Um, so it won't be like in the middle of the night, like it would be if it was uh, in America. I think it'll be the same sort of time as it would be over here. So I guess he'd be around ten p.m. but we'll find out more clearly he's um he's in the one kind of proper fight i guess you'd say on that bill um fighting david adelaide um for defending his british title and also potentially winning the commonwealth title which would be a big one for for fab to add to his collection and then of course you've got tyson fury on the same card the fight after fab uh in what can only be described as a circus fight watson i want to hear more about bluey we only touched on so bluey is now officially a house rabbit anyway. i want to What's the what's the setup in the Watson house? Is he's just got free reign? Has he got a little pen? He's a little. He's like Harry Potter. He lives under the stairs. He's got like a Is little. Uh, I've, I've um, modified like an old dresser. Nice. And uh, got a little sort of cage front along underneath yeah. the stairs. So he's got sort of he's got an upstairs downstairs setup. We've got some little ramps and things. So he's quite happy under there. Yeah, and then in the daytime, I just just let him out. He's got sort of free roam of. Up downstairs, just have to block off any wires and things like that. He's, uh... does, does that not mean that you find little uh, little raisins everywhere? Little little rabbit? No, because they're um, they're really easy to toilet train. They just go in the oh, same they? place. Yeah, just got like a little cat litter tray. Oh wow! And he takes himself off to there to do his business. Yeah. Has he still got? Has he still got the boys? Because I, I had a I had a um, a buck. I believe they're called rabbit when i was a kid and um one of his things that he'd do, which meant we didn't really have him in the house a lot, was he'd spray his urine up the wall. Um, just to let everyone know he was the big dog. Um, so does I assume you say Bluey's toilet train? He doesn't do that. Uh, we've been quite lucky. I was warned that yeah they can get sort of marking marking the territory. Yeah. Uh, in answer to your question, he he has uh, he is still pre op at the moment. I haven't been able to bring myself to to do it. <laughs> They've sort of said that will change it. That will calm him down a little bit. You are, you are meant to have them with a little uh, a little friend. So. Um, I might we might introduce a companion for him, but he's you know he's at home with me all the most of the day, so um, yeah. he's he's got a bit of company. It's not like he's left on his own. Has it softened you, Stu? Famously, clearly, an Essex hard man. Do you ever sit there with him Fam- on your lap? Famously, famously, do you ever just sit yeah. there on the, on the old lap 
Just just stroke him while he's happy. He, he doesn't like being handled. He's not oh. one that will sort of you can't really sort of pick him up and sit him on your lap and stuff. But he's um yeah, he's been good for my daughter to sort of uh come in and have a little sort of therapy pet to have a Yeah, pets are great. Give him they? a little stroke and uh yeah, he's he's good. Excellent. Rossi, um have you ever had a pet? Do you want a pet? You want a dog, don't you? Yeah, I want a dog. Yeah, me, me and Sasha, have, ever since we've got together, we've, that's the thing we've spoke about all the time and seeing videos of dogs and stuff. Like, oh, we want that. Um, so hopefully in the future, we'll get one. Um, I had a, a, a dog when I was a kid. Had a goldfish. My uh, Basically, some kids around the corner killed it. Basically, what? killed them. <laughs> well, basically, I was, I was away one day and they came in and just basically overfed it. And I came home and mum oh. said, got bad news. <clears throat> and, it wasn't uh, like a malicious murder, though. <laughs> <laughs> It makes it sound like they took your house by storm. <laughs> just punted your goldfish out yeah. of the, down the stairs or something, yeah. So just overfed him. So I was very sad that day. But um, oh mate, yeah, is what it is. What was his name? All right, there was a couple of them. Um, just, you know, Goldie <laughs> Standard. The reason I asked the name is because Stu had a legendary goldfish. Am I right, Stu? He was called, as I recall, Dixie. Correct. Yeah, he lived quite long, didn't he? He did, yeah. It was like a decade or so. so yeah. uh, we, we got to the stage, didn't we, where we were starting to look up world records for length of uh, length of life for a goldfish. And he was, was called was... Dixie because yeah. of the Everton legend, Dixie yeah, Dean. Yeah, Dick, named after Dixie Dean. He came as a pair to start with, with another one uh, yeah. who was called Gravesend, not after <laughs> the place in Kent, but because my wife couldn't pronounce Thomas Gravison. Um, <laughs> So he became uh, Gravesend, but he lasted only a matter of days, sadly. Oh. Um, but Dixie just just kept on trucking. Yeah, he went all over the country with me. He's a, he's a good lad, and he's, uh, he's buried in my front garden. Is he? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Legendary goldfish. Right then, friends. We've talked about a lot today. As I say, I've, I've largely been a shambles. Hope you enjoyed the uh, the chat anyway. Uh, I particularly enjoyed the pet chat at the end. A um, little bit of uh, light amongst the shade of the serious football chat. Ipswich Town head to Rotherham. Tomorrow night, um, there's numerous reasons to follow it with us, mainly to see if Ross does indeed develop hypothermia, um, which I'd imagine you'll, you'll see your old teeth chattering on the game day if that's what's going to happen, Ross. If you do start to feel really warm and fuzzy and feel like you need to have a little sleep, get thee to a hospital, mate, because that's, uh, that's a bad sign. <laughs> Friends, um, if you are going to the game, well played, very well played on a Friday night when it's on TV kudos to you friends uh, enjoy it and if you're not obviously follow it all with us you can also be watching on telly clearly i also want to shout out our friends from australia who've emailed me the overseas koa army we've got tim Dore from geelong and t- two tims actually tim goodwin from canberra thanks for getting in touch chaps uh, again if you are a far-flung listener of kings of anglia in all those countries around the world 55 plus that we've got listeners in do get in touch mark.heath at newsquest.co.uk it's great to hear from you and we'll give you a shout out on the pod. Also, of course, needs a shout out is Ginger Pickle, our sponsor. If you need help with your SEO, your digital marketing, your Google ranking, um, you need to get in touch with Tony Southgate and his team at Ginger Pickle. And also, of course, our longtime sponsor, Manscaped. Use the code KOA at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery on all that excellent clobber that they've got there. And clearly, as we'll see, just times that lovely. If you want some KOA clobber, the links are across all our socials. You can get all sorts of stuff. Hoodies, cups, hats, there's another one. That's, I love that. I do actually like that, Stu. That's the colour contrast. Colour contrast. Yeah, very nice. The cup, the mug. Excellent value. Get yourself some KOA clobber. Um, treat yourself every Christmas. Or indeed, Christmas presents for your family. Who doesn't want the Kings of Anglia hoodie under their Christmas tree? Friends, 
It's been a mini pod. I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy your weekend up the town and we'll be back next week to break it all down. Thank you.